So here's the question. Yeah, right, I might go on. How are these young entrepreneurs who haven't obtained any inheritance and are entirely self-taught carving a legacy and living their life? And mate, we're talking purebred entrepreneurs here. The ones that have a vision, the ones that have a passion, and the ones that want to make an impact on this world to get that respect that they deserve. That is the question in this podcast will give you the answer. But honestly, mate, keeping shit as simple as one, two, three is the key. My name is in fact Benji Copeland and this is The Power of Three. What is going on? Benji back with another episode of The Power of Three. I've got a beautiful, beautiful treat for you all today. I want to talk about this story about a policeman and a little guy with a dog. Now, basically, this guy was walking his dog in a park and uh, he saw a policeman, right? Basically, the policeman said, I'm going to let you off this time, but if I catch this dog out here again without a muzzle and a leash, you'll have to tell it to the judge. And he promised to obey, you know, and, and he did for a few times. But Rex, the dog, didn't like the muzzle and he didn't like the muzzle either. Muzzles on dogs, you know, everyone has their own opinion on that, but at the end of the day, they're animals too, you know, they need freedom. Uh, Everything was, you know, everything was lovely for a while, and then he said they struck a snag. Rex and him were racing over the brow of a hill one afternoon, and there suddenly, to his dismay, he saw the majesty of the law, the same policeman, right, (laughs) on the same horse. Rex is out in front, heading straight for the police officer. You know, and he said, I'm, I'm in for it. I knew it. So I didn't wait until the policeman started talking. I beat him to it. You know, he said, Officer, you've caught me red-handed. I'm guilty. I have no alibi. No excuses. You warned me last week that if I brought the dog out here again without a muzzle, you would find me. Now, this is how the policeman responds. Well, now, the policeman responded, I know it's a temptation to let a little dog like that have a run out here. When nobody's around. Sure it's a temptation I replied. But it is against the law. Well a little dog like that isn't going to harm anybody. The policeman remonstrated. Nobody may kill squirrels I said. Well now I think you are taking this a little bit too seriously. He told me I'll tell you what to do. You just let him run over the hill where I can't see him. And we'll forget about all of it. That policeman being human wanted a feeling of importance. So when I began to condemn myself, the only way he could nourish his self-esteem was to take the monogamous attitude of showing mercy. That's a beautiful, beautiful sentence right there. Take the monogamous attitude of showing mercy. But I suppose I had to try to defend myself. Well, have you ever argued with a policeman, police officer? And here's a really interesting thing that I love about this. Right after this story, how you guys on to say? Say about yourself all the derogatory things you know the other person is thinking about you, or wants to say, or intends to say, and say them before that person has a chance to say them. You remember in Eminem in in Eight Mile, and Eminem is in his last rap battle, and he's up on I don't know the dude's name, but he's you know he's gonna get his ass beat, and he's like he doesn't know what to talk about. And then he just like spits his past and his, you know, all of his pain and misery. And the other rapper's like, oh my God, I don't know what to say now. All right. Say about yourself all the derogatory things you know the other person is thinking or wants to say. 
before them and they'll be left. Well, at the end of the day, man, it just comes down to you and whoever it is in your life that you need to, you know, do your shit with. Maybe it is a little dog, maybe it's a little cat, maybe it's your mom or your dad or something like that. But if you can get all the shit out of the way first, there's it's almost like a clean slate. It's like, okay, well, instead of saying this to feel important, kind of like in this book, in this story with the policeman, to get that feeling of importance, they've got to do something else. And reprimanding you or getting you in trouble or, you know, even if it's at school or university or something or your hand, your, your, you know, your um, assignment in late, just admit that you're wrong. You know, and then they can't, the other person naturally won't feel important by telling you again that this is, you know, this is due or this is what you got to do because you already know for a fact, you know, you're just admitting that you're fucked up and you take away all their power and then it gets their mind off that because they're like, okay, how can I feel more power now? How can I feel more important? This person recognizes that they fucked up and that's just stripped me of all of the leverage that I had you know and that's in business too if you're in a you know you have a contract or something and you fuck up or your client fucks up just tell them (laughs) you know be honest with them because at the end of the day communication that's that's all it comes down to and poor communication leads to, to poor results you know so the best type of business businesses the best type of brands the best type of promoters the best type of you know the most successful individuals in the world are they're all they all can communicate properly and um that's been the biggest thing in over the past couple of years you know we look at like covid-19 and and the lockdown and um it's taught us you know to come back to our family come back to our peer groups right and um really you know spend time with them and tell people that you love them and what they need to hear as well as encouraging them to tell you and other people what they need to hear much love one love peace